Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Friday, December 2nd. Time for another Kevin's Commentary. We always like to start with a shot and a quote. So my quote this... Well, let me, let me get through the shot first. Uh, there have been a lot of sick people around lately. Uh, I don't worry too much about catching things. Uh, really only once in the last eight years, which was just earlier this year when I was traveling at the Louisville Truck Show, I did uh, did come down with something. It wasn't COVID. I have no idea what it was, but it was kind of rough. Uh, but for the most part, I really haven't been sick in about eight years, but I'm, I'm not too worried about it, but certainly couldn't hurt to do a shot of a little immune booster today. That is a elderberry-infused Manuka honey, hot honey. So uh, down the hatch with that one. And a quote today. I'm going to do something a little different. I'm actually going to quote myself. I was looking back through some older material, and I found this quote. I thought, I should be using this more often. Honestly, I don't even remember saying this. Uh, I know that I did, though. I don't steal quotes. I always give uh, credit where it's due, but I, I actually did say this one. The ultimate responsibility of any business is to make a profit. If you own a small business, gross revenue is the measure of how well you are serving others. Net profit is the measure of how well you are serving yourself. I don't have too many original ideas, but that one was pretty damn good. Gross revenue is the measure of how well you are serving others. Now, you can pull off scam short term. You eventually will get caught and the whole thing will come tumbling down. So, yes, there are people in businesses who have made incredible amounts of profit short term. It doesn't last, sometimes for years, but it ultimately will not last. Um, right now, I'm thinking of the FTX scandal around cryptocurrency. Uh, $26 billion disappeared somewhere. Uh, that guy fooled a lot of people. He fooled a lot of people who should have not been fooled, but they were. But he was caught. It always happens that way. But when you see a business that is profitable year after year after year, that's a good sign. That gross revenue is a measure of how well you are serving others. The net profit is how well you're serving yourself. And you really have to do both. If you have a great product and awesome customer service and you're really serving others well, but you don't run your business well, you will eventually go out of business the same way. Or even if you manage to stay in business, you may not be able to create the things you could have created. You won't be able to serve more people or serve people better if you can't manage the business itself. So net profit is a measure of how well you are serving yourself. And that's that's not selfish, it's necessary. If your goal in, in running a business is serving others, and it should be, 
ultimately leading to a profit, and then you benefit and your family benefits. And if you take that profit and turn it back into the company sometimes, then you can grow the company and serve even more people. Now, at some point, it's this is just me. I love small business. I really don't like big business. Several times, businesses that have been running have gotten to that critical point where you either grow or or you don't. And I've almost always made the decision not to grow. I've sold a couple businesses when they got to that point. Some I've either changed or shut down. I just, you know, we we came up to this point um, a couple years ago. And I said, look, if we're going to grow this company, um, we need a CEO. We need a CEO that's focused on growth. Uh, We have three owners in this company, and we really kind of share the responsibilities of running the company. We each have our own kind of area that we focus on, and there is no ultimate leader in our company. The three of us along with our team, obviously, but there, there are three of us that really kind of run the company and it's working. It wouldn't work if we wanted to grow. If we wanted to grow this company, there would ultimately have to be one person leading that effort. And we've kind of decided we really don't want that, that um, we don't need to get big, big. Now, we can certainly get bigger than what we are with our current business model and, and uh This next year may be a part of that. We've got a lot of plans coming up, a lot of things we're changing. But keep that in mind. If you have a business, gross revenue is the measure of how well you're serving others. Net profit is a measure of how well you're serving yourself. So what am I grateful for today? We always, like I said, we want to start off the day with a shot, a quote, and a gratitude. So I've really been thinking a lot about our shows lately, and they're really getting better. I And I, I like the direction we're taking. So I am really grateful for our team here at Let's Truck and the incredible guests we've been having on the show. Part of that was me being willing to let go of always having the answer. You know, that was kind of my thing. I didn't really want to have a lot of guests. I wanted to, you know, be able to answer everybody's questions in every area. And there was a time where I was doing that pretty well. But when it really gets down to it, we just have too many areas on the show that we cover, which I love. But the the new model is, my goal is to, if I'm going to have a topic or a show that we really focus on, whether it's health or fuel mileage or new truck technology or whatever it might be, we're not going to have a show or a topic if I can't answer about 90% of the questions myself. And that's not a problem. Uh, Whether it's taxes or fuel mileage or truck technology or health or, or whatever. Uh, I can easily keep up with the information needed to require to require to answer about 90% of the questions. And I do it. That's what I do all day long. I read, I research. 
the conclusion I came to, though, is I can't be the one who answers 100% of these questions in all the areas. And that's okay, because I, I really like this model um, we're working on now where we have regular guests and even, you know, co-host or host that do their own shows. That's what we're working towards, which will free me up to do more of what I like to do, do new shows that I have ideas for, still join those shows many times, but maybe not have to be there all the time. So uh, yesterday was a, a great show with Travis. That was the first tax show we've really done like that, bringing in a, uh, a tax expert. Travis is just excellent at that. So is Blake in the office there. So uh, if you are looking for a tax preparer, check them out. Uh, if you missed the show yesterday, you can go back and listen to that. We are going to make that into a mini-series, which is something else I really like. Taking a, a topic and breaking it up into smaller shows, and the real power of that now for us is on, when we were on Sirius, we, we couldn't control that content. We did the show, you heard it, maybe you had a week to listen to it on demand, and then it just disappeared. One of the things I just love about our new model is that our shows don't disappear. And when we do shows like this on a very specific topic and then turn them into a mini series, that's there forever. You can go back and reference those shows and listen to them. So um, really grateful for what, uh, what we're building here in the team and the guests that have helped us do that. Let's jump into... Uh, what I was reading this week. This is a, a really interesting topic. I've, I've talked about this before. I never really thought about somebody actually applying for this exemption, but three people have done this now. Every time, well, not every time, but many times when hours of service will come up, and we talked about this a lot when ELDs were being argued and implemented, and I said, look, stop focusing on the ELD. That's not the issue. The issue is the hours of service. And I've said that honestly, I think we could just do away with the hours of service. They just don't work. They don't work well at all. But that's not really the answer either. So I never really pushed that idea seriously. But just recently, three individual owner-operators have applied to the FMCSA to be exempt from certain parts of the regulations. Now, there, I think there are three of these cases. One of them um, was denied the exemption, and I think there are two more out there. I, I'm almost positive that these will be turned down. I, I can't imagine the FMCSA granting this to just individuals. But I think there's a good idea here. They're not asking for just total, you know, no regulation on how often they drive. Really, all they're saying is they want more flexibility in how they use those hours. And I completely agree with that. And unfortunately, over the years, we've taken away flexibility. That, that to me, was a huge mistake. The other idea here, though, and... This may be the way we could get this implemented if there was a, a big push towards this, 
is that these exemptions aren't across the board. We don't just change the hours of service across the board. There are some changes we could definitely make that would make them better. And most of it is just undoing all the damage they've done since about 2002 or three, whenever that was. They started screwing around with them and they haven't really stopped much since. Almost everything they've done, in my opinion, has made things worse. What they're asking for here is they don't want any more time to drive or work. They want more flexibility in how they use that time. That, to me, is key because a good driver or owner-operator can manage that much better than a set of rules that tries to cover everybody in every situation. So I think you would have to earn the right to be exempt from some of these rules. And, you know, it could be based on a certain number of miles with no accidents or no violations or or whatever that might be. We would take time to sit down and write that. But I think that could be a huge improvement in the way we manage hours of service. We should be allowing the people who have proven that they're safe and they're true professionals, they should have more flexibility. I doubt that would ever happen unless we found somebody to really lead that charge and push for this. But uh, I I think that's an interesting way of approaching um, the problems we have with hours of service. All right. Here's another. I'm going to stick with uh, two driving topics here. Then I have a vaccine topic. And then I want to come back to my quote kind of and an idea on business models. So this one makes me a little crazy. I don't think I've mentioned this yet. Um, I bookmarked this article a week or so ago, and I don't think I've talked about it. I'm still working out my system to keep all of my ideas uh, organized when I'm doing the commentary. And it, I had a system, I didn't account for the fact of if I miss a day or two, then I have a pile up of stuff. So I have to work on that. So if I've already talked about this, well, here it is again. There is a new company now that wants to launch an end-to-end program for driver sleep apnea evaluation. Not no, but hell no. This is a money grab in this industry. This is no different than all of the other companies that get involved in this. They're not really looking out for anybody's health or safety. It's a money grab. I'm not saying sleep apnea doesn't exist. It does. There are much, much better ways of fixing it than their approach And the other problem with this, like I said, they're not really concerned about anybody's health. This is just a money grab. Uh, This company now is going, you know, I think I did talk about this. This sounds familiar now that I'm saying it again. I'm going to talk about it again anyway. We need to fight back against stuff like this. Um, This company, North Carolina-based CPAP Supplies. Well, that tells you a lot right there. This company wants more people using CPAPs because they sell CPAP supplies. 
You don't have sleep apnea because you have a deficiency of a CPAP machine strapped to your face while you're trying to sleep. That, if it's not the deficiency, then it's never the solution. So the solution to this problem is not strapping a mask onto your face and sleeping with it. But these companies make an awful lot of money on this. And if they manage to, to get more and more of this kind of testing mandatory, look out. Uh, this company has software known as Drowsel. Um, it's free to company drivers. Uh, it will be made to only free to company drivers. If your employer will pay for it. Well, that's not free then. I hate when they use this word. Everybody wants something free, and there is very little in this world that's going to come free. But they'll make it sound good. It will be made available to owner-operators for a nominal fee, but they don't bother to tell us what that is. Um, Oh, maybe they do. The next step would be to purchase their software for a $199 fee, software known as Drowsel Pro. Um, Basically, all this is is software to walk you through all of this testing. But then your results are analyzed by a sleep medicine professional who through a telemedicine visit will make recommendations for treatment. The recommendations might include the purchase of a CPAP machine and related supplies. Oh, really? How interesting. There's the whole point to this thing. I guarantee you their software is going to point towards treatment that requires a CPAP machine and CPAP supplies. It's nothing but a money grab. The problem is the more you get stuck in this CPAP nightmare, the worse things are going to be for you. I would stay far, far away from things like this. I did talk about it before. I remember now, but uh, I may bring it up again next week. Here's another one. Oh, boy. Um, Experimental flu shot aims to target 20 influenza viruses in a single vaccine. Here's one of the biggest problems with the flu vaccine. One, we shouldn't need it. Let's just start with that. If you were relatively metabolically healthy you probably wouldn't get the flu very often, if ever. And if you did, it would probably be very mild. Now, if we get some kind of crazy flu, uh, like the early 1900s, even healthy people may have a problem with that. They probably wouldn't die, though. If we get a really nasty flu, the healthy people, the really metabolically healthy people will get sick. They may even get very sick. They won't die. The non-metabolically healthy people will probably die. A bigger problem with the flu vaccine is there are so many strains of flu that they never really know for sure which flu is going to take hold and where. You may have parts of the country that get hit harder with one variant of the flu and another part of the country that gets two or three totally different variants. It is next to impossible to predict because there are so many variants. Now, does this sound familiar? COVID, multiple variants, new variants coming out constantly. 
That's why the vaccine, well, that's just one of the reasons why the COVID vaccine is so ineffective and dangerous because of the mRNA technology that is really untested when it comes to vaccines, still untested other than the giant worldwide test we've been doing for the last couple of years. And the results of of that have been horrendous. This vaccine is not effective and it's dangerous, but listen to, so how are they going to target 20 different flu viruses in a single vaccine? Oh, we're going to use that mRNA technology. Well, wait a minute. What, uh, let, let me find their quote here. Um, their claim is they want to use mRNA technology because it's been so effective against COVID. Uh, what a total crock of bullshit that statement is. This is USA Today, by the way. How can they ignore the total failure of this vaccine and the lies about the mRNA technology in the vaccine? Remember when it was 98% effective? Effective at what? They tried to convince us it was effective at stopping you from getting it and spreading it. Well, that turned out not to be true, not even close to being true. And nobody argues that anymore. Nobody says, oh, if you take the vaccine, you won't get it. You can't spread it because that was a lie, a complete lie. All of the mandates were based on that. Because when when people said, well, look, I don't want the vaccine. I don't care if I get sick. I don't even care if I die. It's my body. They said, well, that's not the point. You're going to make somebody else sick. Oh, oh, all right. Well, now that was a complete lie and people were forced into this vaccine because of it and people are still lying about it. Now they want to develop a flu vaccine around this technology. Not no, but hell no. Why at this point, why are we still not talking about the things people should be doing to strengthen their own immune system? That's almost never mentioned anywhere. And until they start talking about that, they have zero credibility in my book. All right, real quick, because I'm running out of time here. Um, This was something I wrote, again, a couple of years ago. I'm probably going to expand on this at some point. Uh, But it kind of goes back to that idea of, of running a profitable business. You know, when we look at this industry, there are a lot of ways to make money. Um, you could do it as a driver. You could do it as a leased owner operator on a mileage contract, a leased owner operator on a percentage contract. You could go to these companies like Landstar and Schneider that have some choice programs, allow you to run a little more on your own. You could get your own authority and run with load boards, brokers. You could get your own authority and, you know, get your own shippers. You could build that into a small fleet or, maybe a big fleet. A lot of the biggest fleets today started with one person and one truck. But how many people have really decided where they want to be on that spectrum and have real clear plans to get there? Where do you want to be? What do you want your business to look like? What are you doing to get there? 
Who is your customer? That might be the first question you want to ask yourself. Who is your customer right now? But even more important, who do you want your customer to be? Have you thought about that? Are you providing as much value as possible to your customer? And what are you doing to improve your value? Do you have a plan? Is it in writing? And what do you do every day that moves you closer to your plan? Think about those things. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up for today. I will be live here in just about 10 minutes or so. Um, So we will see you then. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.